Welcome to Hadley Presents. I'm your host, Ricky Anger, inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation with the experts. In this episode, we discuss returning to the eye doctor as COVID restrictions are lifted. And our guest is ophthalmologist, Dr. Angela Elam. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is great to have you here because I will tell you that we actually get lots of questions about heading back into the eye doctor. And, you know, I know that a lot of our staff have similar questions too. So I figured who better to address those than someone who is kind of dealing with this. And so uh, before we jump into the questions that we have, why don't you just tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Well, as you mentioned, I am an ophthalmologist or an eye surgeon um, who specializes in glaucoma at the University of Michigan. I am also a health disparities researcher. And so my particular interest is really around ensuring that people who are at high risk for vision loss, particularly those from disadvantaged communities, are able to access eye care and therefore prevent preventable blindness. That is so incredibly important. I know that a lot of people don't get the care that they need for various reasons. That's probably going to come up uh, at least a couple of times during our discussion here. So I guess the first question that I have is actually people returning to the doctor as these COVID restrictions are uh, lifting. I know that during the pandemic, people sort of felt like I can only go in if it's an emergency. I really am hesitant to leave my house. And uh, now things are a little different. Do you see people now, are are people more likely to be coming in? And what about those who aren't? Uh, What kinds of things would you say to them? During the height of the, the pandemic, not only were patients choosing not to come in, you know, for their safety, but we as providers were shut down, really. Um, You know, we were, even patients who wanted to come in, oftentimes we were deferring their care for true emergencies, oftentimes people who needed emergency surgery or things like that. And so there was a combination of inability for the, you know, for patients to come in as well as a lack of desire for them to come in. Yes, now things are improving. The restrictions have been decreased and patients are feeling more comfortable as more people are vaccinated and such. So we are seeing more patients. In fact, my schedule is probably busier than ever. And perhaps some of that may be, you know, still catching up to when patients weren't able to come in, but things are are certainly now busier than ever. And would you say that it's a good idea if somebody has been putting this off, is it a good idea for people to come in if they've put things off for a while? I know that some people feel like, well, I don't want to go in and get yelled at by the doctor because I wasn't here for a long time. And now I just feel nervous about coming back in for that and other reasons. So um, anything you could say about that? No, there will be no yelling. (laughs) Or at least there certainly should be no yelling. Absolutely. You should come in because, you know, 
this is this is your health. These are your eyes. This is your vision. And so, yes, absolutely. People need to as safely as you can, you know, come back in because we are here and, and ready to take care of you and your eyes and ensure that your vision is the best that, that it can be. We understand that, you know, during the height of the pandemic, people may have been nervous to come in and rightfully so, because in many cases, people were grappling with, you know, do I, do I come in to see my eye doctor and, and risk death from this virus that people were terrified about, including the physicians. So, you know, the, the fear, the fear was amongst all of us, but now that we're feeling a a little bit safer, and I put that in asterisks, a little bit safer. Um, I do think it's time for patients to come in because I, I believe that during the shutdown of, of many clinical activities, people did experience vision loss. You know, they weren't able to get the care that they needed, and all hope is not lost. We there's there's still a chance to intervene and prevent further vision loss. So absolutely, please. Um, get back plugged in with with your eye care provider. So let's talk a little about logistics then, because it's difficult to imagine walking back into the office and sometimes signage might be difficult for you to see. And so being prepared as to what you need to do as you come in can really help ease some of that. And I know that every office handles it differently, but I suspect there are going to be some similarities. So let's, I guess, first talk about masks. Are staff wearing those and are you requiring patients to do that? I imagine that this, the the short answer to this is it depends, but at at most uh, medical facilities, academic hospitals, they are, we are still requiring everyone, staff, faculty, patients to wear masks. I imagine that perhaps there are some private practices that are independently owned and they can, you know, make the rules as they see fit. But for many health facilities, there is still a mask requirement in place. Um, And so, and that is for everyone's protection, not just the patient, but our staff and the providers as well. People should be prepared to be asked multiple questions, you know, before they even step foot in the door um, to perhaps ask about, um, you know, their travel recently or their any if they've experienced any symptoms. And so, you know, arriving a little bit early to account for for, you know, those that extra step of going through the questions to ensure everyone's safety, making sure that you have a mask available. I'm sure that if a patient doesn't have a mask available, that they will be offered one. Our operations in many places have changed in order to help with distancing. And so it may be that you have to walk a few more steps in the building, maybe to a different area where you haven't had to, you know, go to before because we are trying to account for uh, social distancing and just making sure that everyone is as safe as possible. So allow a little more time and bring a little more patience and don't forget your mask. And those logistics can be like a little bit confusing. Sometimes it helps so much to be prepared. So what about for someone who is coming in and let's say that they're 
alone. They don't have a friend or family member with them and they're having difficulties seeing signage. What would you recommend uh, maybe calling ahead of time or our staff at the office ready and willing to direct people to the right places? How does that work? Absolutely. We tried to do at the University of Michigan, we tried to do a good job of sending out information prior to the appointment so that patients know what to expect when they get here. But if people are are visually impaired and not able to read that information for themselves, you know, there's always someone available to chat via phone prior to the exam to explain anything that may take place that day. And then certainly once the patient arrives, we, we're, we're here to help. Ensuring that you are being taken care of at a place that is willing to help, I guess, is important too. I'm certainly speaking from, from my perspective at the Kellogg Eye Center, but I imagine most places are that way where, you know, we're here to do whatever we can to help the patient. If you are not at a place that where it feels like people are, are, are ready to, to help, then perhaps consider a different eye care provider. Exactly, for sure. <laughs> You know, before the pandemic, and it it's sometimes hard to remember what things were like before the pandemic, but at that time, it was customary for people to say, I want to bring my spouse. I want to bring my family member with me just because sometimes I don't remember everything. Sometimes they have questions that I didn't think of. What is that like now? Do you see, um, is it okay for people to bring somebody with them? In the, at the height of things, we were pretty strict about just allowing the patient back, except for in situations where there was just no way that the patient care could be delivered properly without someone there. Now we are allowing I believe one family member to come back for, for anyone who wants that. So um, that's, almost back to normal before, you know, it could be whomever you like, if you, the whole family wants to come fine. But I think, I think now we're back to um, allowing at least one person in the room. So we're, we're moving toward back toward normalcy or a new normal, I guess you could say. Yeah, exactly. And that's so helpful because people, uh, you know, they feel more relaxed having someone there with them. And it's a good thing that we're seeing that now. Yeah, it's important, you know, because, you know, you may not remember everything the doctor says, you may not feel as comfortable advocating for yourself. So it's, I think it's always a great idea to have someone available, um, you know, with you to make sure that we're maximizing your care. Oftentimes, when family members weren't allowed in the room, they would FaceTime or, you know, call and ha- have them on speakerphone. And I absolutely welcome that because as a, as a daughter, as a, as a mother, as a family member, period, I want to do whatever I can to make sure that, you know, those that I love are healthy. And sometimes that means being in the room, whether it's in person or via phone. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, people are able to get back to some sense of normalcy and and participate in their loved one's care. Sure. And that's a great idea in the instance that somebody can't physically have someone come back uh, just using FaceTime or anything like that to, to make sure that somebody is there virtually or otherwise. 
how about the, uh, the waiting rooms? I know that, you know, when you go into the eye doctor, there's kind of the public waiting room. And then depending on what procedure you're having, there might be additional waiting rooms to what is capacity like with those and, you know, who, who can come back, who is not allowed are things more or less normal in that respect now? What, what even is normal these days? (laughs) Um, We, we are still doing our best to keep people as physically distanced as possible. And so, um, you know, in, in the case of the, the waiting rooms, we try to keep patients moving as best as possible. And so, you know, when a patient arrives, instead of having them sitting in the main waiting room, we're, we're really trying to do a, a, an even better job of, of staying on top of appointment times and, you know, immediately bringing patients back to the, the exam room to be worked up by the technician. And from there, you know, depending on, like you said, what, what um, type of care they're, they're getting that day, um, you know, moving to them to the next place and just really keeping everyone moving so that we're limiting the number of, of people in any one space at a time. So, you know, there are times where we it's just impossible really to do as, as good as we want to with our, with the distancing, but we're certainly still have protocols in place and are, are doing our best to keep people as safe as possible. And what about the paperwork, the bane of everybody's existence, even before all of this, but now it's like, oh, am I going to have to touch a pen that somebody else touched just to fill out stuff or sign stuff? How are those things being addressed to keep everybody safe? There's lots of hand sanitizer and wipes and throwing things away. So uh, in a lot of situations, there may be pens that are single use or pens that are every day, all day, bleached and wiped down constantly. So you can be assured that at most places we are doing everything that we can to make sure that, that patients are safe. Like I said, lots of lots of cleaning. So are there other things that people should think about as they're finally returning to the eye doctor? I know that for some people, they may be taking public transportation where they could be close to people who are carrier of the virus or not vaccinated or what have you. So even just coming out to the doctor's office can be both a risk to them and they may feel like, should I tell people how I got here? You know, that I was on public transportation or that I took an Uber and the guy wasn't wearing a mask, that kind of thing. What kinds of things might patients ask like that? And, you know, what could you say to just alleviate that concern or any others that people are having? You know, I think people really just have to do their their very best. My very best is to have been vaccinated, to wear my mask so that I'm protecting others as, as well as myself. As a patient, for any appointment that I have, whether it's an, a doctor's appointment, um, a hair appointment, <laughs> I want to be prepared so that my appointment is efficient. I get everything that I need to, to get done while I'm there and I can get in and get out. And so again, you know, ensuring that you are vaccinated to protect yourself, wearing your mask to protect yourself and others, perhaps, particularly if it's been a long time since you saw your eye care provider, 
writing out a list <clears throat> before you get there of thing of questions that you want to ask or things that you've been concerned about since your last visit so that you are you know there's not a lot of downtime and you're able to just fire off your questions and, and your doctor is able to work with you and, and make sure that all of your your needs are met um, with regards to letting someone know you know your your transportation mode and all that I can't think of a situation in which someone would be asked that I don't even know I I don't even know if people would be asked about their vaccination status I'm certainly not asking oftentimes patients are offering that information because they're so excited and they're so relieved they're so relieved to have gotten the vaccination early on you know we would I would be with patients and you know, we would celebrate that, you know, they, they were able to get vaccinated. They're like, are you vaccinated? And I'm like, are you? And then we, yay. So um, do your best. Really, that's all any, any of us can do is, is do our best. And as long as we do that and, and we're caring for taking care of ourselves and being concerned about the well-being of others, I think that's all we can ask. We've covered a lot today, but perhaps we've missed something. Are there any final thoughts that you would mention to people as they're maybe feeling trepidatious or maybe it's just time for their annual appointment and they're like, okay, I'm about to go get this done. What should I know? What should I think about? Anything we didn't cover? Well, you know, I would say that the trepidation, the concern, the fear about going back into spaces where other people are, particularly healthcare facilities where in your mind, that's where COVID is, <laughs> you know, sick people go to see the doctor. And so I get that, but I want to encourage people to not sacrifice your preventive health, your vision by staying away from the eye care, from, from the eye provider or doctor because of that fear. We know that there are disparities that exist in eye care, disparities in disease itself, and then also disparities in access to care. And we know that during the COVID-19 pandemic that some of those disparities in care were highlighted, illuminated. They already existed, but they were kind of brought to the forefront. And so we don't want to see those disparities worsen. We know that people based on their insurance type or race and ethnicity or where they live may receive less eye care than others. And it just so happens that because of COVID, oftentimes those people have been the hardest hit by COVID and therefore have the most, the greatest amount of fear about returning to the eye doctor. And so you can see how this is just this never ending cycle that could potentially worsen disparities in eye care and vision loss and blindness. And so I would just encourage everyone to check back in, check back in with your ophthalmologist, your optometrist, to just make sure that you're in a good place when it comes to your vision and your and your eye health, because you only get one set of eyes and we want to partner with you to make sure that we're taking good care of you. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate your taking the time to stop by and have a little chat. And I know this information is going to be helpful for so many people. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited, actually. I want to do it again. When can we do it again? <laughs> we can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you. Got something to say? 
Share your thoughts about this episode of Hadley Presents or make suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at hadley.edu. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at hadley.edu. Or leave us a message at 847-784-2870. Thanks for listening.